Hi, Royals fans. This is J.J. Piccolo. The University of Kansas Health System is the official health care provider of the Kansas City Royals. And gone! Trust the same experts who make the right call for the Royals and go to kansashealthsystem.com slash royals. The show that takes you home. The Homestretch with Sterling Holmes on ESPN Kansas City. 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. The Chiefs are heading back to the Super Bowl. Sometimes you have to keep reminding yourself to say this. Sometimes you have to say, you know what? Pinch me. Because when I was a little tyke, when I was a child, I dreamed of this day. When I'm watching Matt Castle slang the rock, when the Chiefs don't throw a touchdown to a wide receiver in a season, when my favorite player was the offensive line or a fullback, we're here, baby. We're here. Briscoe, you're here. No matter how many times you ask me on air or off air, Sterling, I'm not going to pinch you. I'm actually wearing green. I always wear green for this for this obscure reason. You're about a month and a half early. Well, I'm really bad when it comes to actually remembering the the whole St. Patrick's Day. You're going to actually wear green every day until St. Patrick's Day Forget. and then hope people yeah. jump on it and go, "All right, time to pinch Uncle Stu." My my phone is green for oh. this reason. Is that you count? You don't wear a phone. Unless well, No, I'm I'm a big Old school, like you know those old Nokia, yeah, yeah, like yeah. flip like phones, a, like a holster, for the holster, it. Yeah. yeah. You got it hooked on your belt of your jeans that also have the little like hook on the leg. Of course, yeah, and they're also zip off cargo pants because oh, you, ne- you never know. You yeah. never know when you're gonna you need never to hoop know. a little bit or whatever. You have all that extra, all that extra space for your enormous pockets for but, carrying bricks. But you know that in the at a moment's notice, you can just oh yeah, hold on, let me zip, zip, zip hold on, let me just go ahead and you get it like to your calf. It gets stuck on yeah, your yeah, shoe. Yeah. And you're like, oh hold on, I guess I'm gonna take my shoe off first. All right, I got one. Let me lace this back up. All of a sudden, you've been dunked on. I I will always die on the hill. Well, not really die on the hill because I don't want to die. Seems dramatic. But I uh, yeah, it seems a little over the top. But I will always. Quite not understand cargo pants or shorts unless you are going hiking or using cargo shorts for legitimate reason. Why? Why you yeah. you just have thirty seven pockets and when you do carry a pocket knife? No, this it, is... like I've never understood it. Like when I see a whole bunch, I want to carry bricks and just like slowly start dropping them into folks' pants because it would make me laugh. Maybe you just get like twenty dollars in pennies. Like, yeah, it, you are now paying twenty dollars for this bit, but some bits are worth it. Some they're worth it. I uh, I do think that's a pretty good question. Now I um I have become a little bit of a uh, of a small bag guy, but oh. uh, less less recently. But when I first got the Beatus and all that, I oh, had a yeah. lot of basically I had a lot of bleep to carry around. <laughs> sure, right? yeah. I got my little monitor and my insulin. And that. Now I've got you know mostly stuff that sticks to me literally, so it's not as big of a deal. But like now I. Carry two phones. I'm Kevin Gates with wow, diabetes. Yeah. Um, so I, I like to call myself actually the Kevin Gates the of Ke- diabetes. The Kevin Gates of diabetes. Sing us a song, Kevin Gates. I don't know that I've got that in me, but I've got two phones. Um, <laughs> one for the business and one for the carbs, basically, yeah, yeah. Uh, is where I've ended up. And so I do carry a lot of stuff around, even like around the house sometimes. I like to have a hoodie pocket because maybe mm. I'm just like, you know, trying to carry a bunch of stuff down the stairs all at once. And I might just throw, you know, a cheese stick in there. This is a lot of diabetes talk, basically. Yeah. Cheese has no carbs. It's a nice little snack. 
So I like to be able to carry things around, but it's it's I don't need a backpack on my thighs. You exactly. Know? When I'm in backpack mode, I just bring the backpack. You rock the backpack. If I need a little smaller bag, I'll I'll wear a little smaller bag. That's okay. a purse, if you will, a man yeah. purse. Yeah. Sometimes it's a purse. Sometimes it's smaller. Sometimes it's bigger than that. You know, a clutch, I believe, is what the ladies call it. Yeah, a clutch. Sometimes yeah. it's kind of a clutch size. Sometimes just a nice little fanny pack. You turn it into a crossbody bag. Uh, yeah. You know, I've got bags for days. I'm a bag man. I'm not a bad guy. The only time I'm a bad guy is for Christmas. Dylan knows this. Yeah, I give gifts in bags. I don't got wrap it, them. Got yeah, it, got it, got yeah. it. You don't, you don't start using a bag at Christmas. You put your gifts in Correct. bags. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I typically do too. I'm not great at wrapping presents. This is really timely. Um, I'm not great at wrapping yeah. presents. We're only about a month and a ten, half late. Look, yeah. you, got, you got 10 months to get ready for next year, so start planning now. Um, you got Valentine's Day coming up, so this could. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you, look, and in Valentine's Day, we're definitely putting that stuff in bags, right? Nobody expects to unwrap a Valentine's Day present. I think you could just hand over a, hey, it's a heart-shaped box and some flowers that cost me sixty American dollars. Yeah, I'm not. Why? Why is it sixty American dollars? That that was very uncomforting. Because uh, it's just really because flowers are really expensive. What are you gonna? Do I think you're gonna say farthings? What is this? No, I just <laughs> it was for emphasis. It was just I wasn't saying. Well, that, I was. I'm gonna stick with what I was gonna say, but it's gonna sound really bad in the context of this show. I wasn't gonna say sixty pounds sterling. Well, yeah, that, that would lose a lot of weight. About 115 pounds. I have a couple of follow ups that I just don't think I can make. So no, you can. Flowers are. No, I'm just, I was just saying, flowers are expensive, and that was for emphasis. Yeah. And uh, Renee, Renee is generally like very frugal. And fiance like, Renee. Fiance Renee. I, thank yeah. you. Thank I'm you, very thank frugal, you. by the way, as well. I I also uh, certainly tend to that direction. I spending more than like ten ten dollars at a time is not something that gives me joy. I like buying like th- something that makes me happy for like three dollars. You know, sure. that that's the dopamine gets there, but it, it you don't have the guilt with, attached to it. But but one place where Renee has proven herself to be at least a little bit bougie uh, is that she likes roses. She likes red mm. roses, and so on Thanksgiving, that or Thanksgiving on Dude, on Valentine's you just hit Day, them all, baby. I just, every holiday I'm on just July Fourth, like, she the demands. 4th of July. I blow them like, up. I need to get. I need to get. Actually, what I'll do is I'll keep Valentine's flowers until the Fourth of July, sure. dry them out or whatever, yeah. and then attach a rocket to that. Boom! Look at that. It's Romantic a love explosion. Uh, all right, <laughs> we're just gonna go ahead and move on. We'll, we'll end that with love explosion. <laughs> I don't think the Broncos are having a love explosion. I think they might be. I really want to make a couple jokes here. And I think I, they're having a love explosion. I, I don't think I can, I can get there. Try. Which is like the Broncos. They're not going to get there because Russell Wilson, Sean Payton. Russell Wilson showed up. He said, let's down. ride. And, and now Sean Payton's there. And they're having a love explosion. They're, they're just doubling down on a, yeah. hey, draft picks? No, we don't want them. Yeah, we'll we'll just get some picks. guys who have these big names. And, and what makes me laugh Sean Payne's a good head coach. Yep. I'm not saying he's not a good head coach. Good coach. But folks act like he's Bill Belichick. Yep. And that's where I don't understand this. He he was a guy who was a good head coach with a great quarterback. Yep. Drew Brees. A, a quarterback who was not considered to be a great quarterback before that sure. marriage. Yep. Fair. Which I think fair. is noteworthy. Smaller quarterback as well. Yep. Sure. Not as uh, noodle arm old, as well. Not yeah. as old and washed as his current guy is. But I, I just I think coming off the so- shoulder though. Maybe similar a little yeah. bit in the sense where you kind of have to 
like really accentuate his strengths. Absolutely. You you can talk your way if you're a Broncos fan to, to seeing some similarities and say this can make make us better. I but, can talk you into it. But I, I got both two sides of this. I, I just don't understand giving up draft capital for a guy who, quite frankly, is good. But it's not, in my opinion, an Andy Reid. It's not a Bill Belichick. It's a good head coach, not elite. I think most people would say that Sean Payton is probably below, but in the same tier as Andy Reid. I think that is too. I think that is too kind to Sean Payton. But I think that's where most people would probably put him. Jason dropped this on us on the zone, saying, "Hey, here's a couple of careers: Coach A, Coach B. I'll, I'll cut to the chase and tell you they're both incredibly similar." Coach A was Sean Payton. Coach B was Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Incredibly similar track records also with Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Again, you can go chicken and the egg all you want. Coaches with Hall of Fame quarterbacks, one one ring and all that. So I, I think there's something to that. Now, I think I think Sean Payton's not Andy Reid, not Bill Belichick. I think he's better than Mike McCarthy. And I really do think I could build you an argument for either side. Do you yeah. want me to give you my light, like, pro this move? case first if you're the yeah. Broncos l- l- let's do pro and then let's try and be po- you know why we're a positive show we're positive and also we're going to probably have more ways that we can make fun of the Broncos than that we can praise them and, and your diabetes positive and we're gonna we're gonna keep that positivity up I don't necessarily think that I've ever heard anyone say you've tested positive for diabetes but I mean yeah more or less that's 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 true I think Sterling was referencing a South Park episode potentially where Cartman uh, not, and Kyle I, I really wasn't oh, frankly okay but you, you know what I'm talking about credit though yeah, way to make me sound like I was making a good joke there. I no, yeah. I'm just I'm just. Dylan's really... a really good producer in that regard, especially of like, you say something really dumb, and Dylan's like, oh, what he meant to say was this smart thing. Um, so here, here's where I think this makes sense for the Broncos. Okay, here's my pro, my four case. One is that they more or less traded Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton, and that move in a vacuum is a second round pick in there too. I think right or whatever, whatever the conversation ended up settling at. Cool. That move, I I think, makes some sense. I do think we have seen now enough examples to see some correlation in coaches who had success leave the game, come back and have success again. Coaches who have learned what it means to be an NFL head coach, and frankly, even guys who have been an NFL head coach and then failed and then come back around. I have kind of retired the concept of a retread because I am actually seeing some of the value in that. Uh, I, I think it was Robert Mays on the Athletic Football Show who said, what would the Chiefs have given up for Andy Reid? If they would have had to have given up picks. Now, again, I'm conflating Sean Payton and Andy Reid. Forgive me for, for making it not quite even there. At the time, would you have given up the number one overall pick for Andy Reid? I probably wouldn't have. In retrospect, would you have given up every first-round pick from 2013 through the one that was used to select Patrick Mahomes? Absolutely, I would. The other thing is that kind of a two-parter. When Nathaniel Hackett got there last year, he said, hey, this is I'm this is going to be an offense that does what Russell Wilson likes. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think I think Sean Payton's going to try to maximize him, but it's not going to cater to him. And now, last year, who was the face of the Denver Broncos? Russell Wilson. Not a trick question. Okay. Russell Wilson. I, I, I was waiting for the, the, the shoot to drop there. Who's the face of the Broncos right now? You'd probably say Sean Payton. I think it's Sean Payton. And I think if you're the Broncos and you are in such a dark place as to the face of your franchise is a laughing stock, you are aimless in the head coaching position. Look, I'm gonna we'll talk about D'Amico Ryan's in a second. But like if you're gonna say first time head coach D'Amico Ryan's, he's got a real gravitas to him at this point that might have been able to do a little bit of that. But Sean Payton has been an excellent head coach. We've seen it happen. So I think that it can make some sense 
in that regard of kind of reforming the franchise a little bit. And also, this had to be a part of the conversation with the Broncos. This is not Sean Payton being traded for and hired to fix Russell Wilson. It is, hey, you've got Russell Wilson for this period of time and you're going to have to make lemonade. But then after, if that doesn't turn into a better relationship after the Russell Wilson era, you're the guy that's going to pick our next quarterback as well. And frankly, for like the Chiefs' perspective, that's the first time that I would begin to be even a little bit worried about the Broncos. Yeah, because until then, until they can actually get out from underneath Russell Wilson, I don't mean to be cocky, but there's no reason to assume they're going to be a good team anytime soon. He's not going to all of a sudden bounce back. If you want to make the correlation, like you mentioned earlier, you can get the best out of a guy who's no longer what he once was, a shell of himself, and get the best out of him like he did with Drew Brees. You can make that case. That Saints team was also better overall. Yeah, they, they were a much better team. Now it was funny, and I was against this at the time, so I'm I'm playing both sides a little bit. But but last off season, and for so many off seasons in a row, it's been oh the Broncos roster is so good, they're just a quarterback away. Well, now they don't have Bradley Chubb, and no, they're not. And though they yeah. and they actually they weren't this year either, and they weren't before the Russell Wilson trade. Uh, but I I understood why they made the Russell Wilson move when they did. I understand why they made the Sean Payton move when they did. I also do not think it's necessarily set this franchise up for much of anything. I I think I should say it. they were one very good quarterback away. If they would have yeah, got, got a great if they would have sure. had the, if they would have had the prime Russell Wilson, sure they would have been at least a playoff team. Right. But if you're if you're talking about oh well all they needed was Derek Carr. If they would have had Derek Carr this year, they're better. But they're not exactly. They're not a playoff they're, team. They're, they needed a top seven quarterback. They are outside looking in. On the fringe if, with Derek Carr. You yeah. need a guy competing with Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes as far as skill level. Right. Yeah. Right. You And, and again, they, they already swung and missed on, on Russ. I think Peyton can help them accentuate the positives like we talked about. Would you like to hear the funny thing? And we can dunk on the Broncos some now. I have some funny, I have some funny tweets that I'd like to make you aware of. Very quickly. No rush. I want to hear these tweets. Take your time. The Saints received the Broncos' 2023 first-round draft pick. Bradley 20, Chubb. 29th overall. Yep. 2024 second round pick for Peyton and the Saints 2024 third round selection goes that goes back, back to right. yes so it's it's a first and and basically the Broncos moving back next year from their spot at 2 to the Saints spot in the third those just it's just a little pick swap but basically there so good good compensation note sorry my uh, Apple Watch said uh, Oh, it gave me an article called, maybe it's not all Russell Wilson. <laughs> Broncos fans trying to talk themselves into it. Um, did you see some of the tweets as the news was originally coming out uh, back on Tuesday? Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter had some disagreements. Now, we've talked about this a little bit. I love insider beef. Sure. I don't even know what that would be as a double entendre. It just sounded bad when I said it, so I needed to collect my thoughts. Insider beef is is what you want to be rare to medium rare, you yeah, know, on yeah. the mistake. That's the insider beef. So Ian but this was well done, is e- what you're saying. Say again? This was well done. Uh, no, no, no. This this is raw. There, this, <laughs> the insider beef here is raw. Interrupt report tweets, unbelievable. The Broncos spent today trying to hire D'Amico Ryans again today before he re- uh, recommitted to the Texans, sources say. When he agreed to terms with the Texans, they moved and finalized Sean Payton. Then Rappaport says as well, the Broncos the last few weeks zeroed in on D'Amico Ryans, secretly tried to lure Jim Harbaugh from Michigan, negotiated a Sean Payton deal, tried to hire Ryans again, finalized the hire of Payton as their new coach. 
Now that paints a picture of an organization fundamentally broken, totally in disarray, ownership just throwing darts, a GM that is not in charge anymore, just tr- just button mashing. That's a yeah. button mashing organization. That's a dude who's playing Super Smash Bros. who has no idea what they're doing. They're just p- pressing any single button, and hopefully one works. Adam Schefter tweets, Timing of today's two hires was completely coincidental. Broncos were zeroed in on Sean Payton and didn't make any contact this week with D'Amico Ryans or his agent. Denver was focused on Payton and Houston on Ryans. That is also what is regarded as Broncos PR. (laughs) I would like to make you aware of a tweet from Adam Schefter on March 8th, 2022, when he tweeted, Denver acquiring Russell Wilson has nothing to do with the Aaron Rodgers decision to return to Green Bay. Denver General Manager George Payton initiated trade talks with Seattle for Wilson at least two weeks ago, per sources. Caught red-handed. This is a little media literacy course for all of our illustrious listeners. When you follow the trail of, hey, who benefits by having this information out there? Houston and D'Amico Ryans probably benefit from having Rappaport's information out there. Denver is certainly saving face with the information that Schefter's putting out. And then once you begin to see that, once you uh, once you take whatever pill they take in the Matrix, the red pill, it's the red pill, right? Why once not you, both? Just pop both. Once you take both Have Matrix pills, you can start to see the connections on all of these things, and it becomes funny to just sort of see it be essentially Team PR. Um, however it actually panned out is hysterical. I'm choosing to believe the Rappaport side. Sure, me too. Because I think that that one has fewer agendas there to support it, like— Again, and it maybe maybe it sounds good for for Houston and D'Amico Ryan's, but they don't gain much from like no. a little drama of him not being like kind of non-committal. Yeah. Um. So I just I find that hilarious, and in that regard, you know, when you got to give up a first round pick, uh, and a little pick swap to go get your like third choice at head coach, you just got to do it. You just got to do it. Just got to do it. When you have to give a guy a extremely large contract, but he's never played a snap for you, and he's under contract for another year, you just have to do it. And that's the thing where it's like, well, this just. This just hasn't been an organization that has operated like a like a team with a cohesive vision. Thank you. And a plan of what they want to accomplish. Dylan, your thoughts. That is, well, you just said them. Like, let's let's look at the body of work over the past just year between those two franchises. While both extremely dysfunctional, which one has been operating at a lower level and a more dysfunctional level so far in this season? I would say the Broncos, especially in this coaching hiring process. They've been to Jim Harbaugh twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, which has to be an embarrassment on a bunch of different levels, but mainly in the sense that now you're using Adam Schefter as your PR because you I just wholeheartedly believe Ian Rappaport based off of all the actions that the Broncos have mistakenly or whatever you want to call it taken in this offseason trying to find a coach. It's just you you mentioned it just no cohesiveness. They have the seven dudes is what it sounds like. They each have their own favorite and they're all going to try and see yeah. who who they can get. And whoever has the best offer is like, "Okay, we'll go with that guy." Taking it's like a Colts competition. Method. Doing the Colts yeah. method. Right, really. And like you, you can luck into that a little bit, right? If you do luck into the right head coach and quarterback, well, you could. Let's go back to the Colts. You could be Jim Irsay, who I don't necessarily know he ever sat down with a ten-year plan, but he had Peyton bleeping Manning. Peyton got hurt. He got Andrew bleeping Luck, and he had pretty good head coaches throughout most of that, with a great quarterback at the at the core of it. Quarterback goes away, things start falling apart. So that that's another thing with like again, I mean, I don't. 
I don't necessarily feel a need to like go out of my way to really make sure everybody knows how great Clark Hunt is because yeah. I I do think that organizational success means a lot of people have to be successful. But you know what I don't find Clark Hunt doing a whole lot of needless meddling. He got in on that level when the Scott Pioli debacle turned into a debacle and it just that organi- there was organizational dysfunction at that time. And then really, honestly, I've spoken to Clark Hunt a handful of times. I don't know if he's a super genius or just kind of doing his thing out there vibing. But once he got Andy Reid into the building, if it was geniusness or luck or something in between, I'm guessing it was a very well-informed decision by a guy who does actually know football, being Clark Hunt, does actually know business, does actually know the NFL, is actually respected within the league. He went, you know what? This is the guy that I think is going to come in here and create an organization with with a functional plan. And I wasn't I wasn't elated about the Alex Smith trade when it happened. I would have rather had the shot at Geno Smith at number one overall because I was mm. just dying to have some faith in something new again. Mm. And there was an organization with a plan, and now here we are more than a decade, almost exactly a decade later, watching them in a Super Bowl for the— uh, about to watch them in the Super Bowl for the third time in four years. It's trust. It's coming to trust— the moves you make, too, by the way. Yeah, right. It's If you're going to make this move, believe in it. Clark Hunt's believed in his moves. Jerry Jones is not believing his moves. Just just, just another another organization, he not Denver. Is He's more of a meddler. Well, if, well he, if he believes in it, very much he doesn't really believe in it. He'll, he'll tell you he believes in it. Right. But Mike McCarthy, I don't think, is on the hot seat. But even if he would have lost that first game in the playoffs, folks were saying... He's probably gone. Oh, no. Is that a guy he believes in? No, it's a guy that he can puppet. It's the it's same, a, like, yeah, ever control. since yeah. um, Barry Switzer, 95. That's, like, the worst thing that could have ever happened for the Cowboys franchise because they won a Super Bowl doing it Jerry's way. And so then, ever since then, see Bill Parcells, that poor guy. He took him to the playoffs, almost the NFC Championship two years in a row, and something fell apart between them because he didn't get enough power. And it's just meddling, like Josh was saying. Clark Hunt really doesn't mess with it unless he absolutely has to. Well, and, and there have been conversations about, hey, like Clark Hunt doesn't want them to spend their first round pick when they're picking in Kansas City if they can help it. But also, he was he was ready to say, yeah, give up our our first round pick this upcoming year if you believe in this quarterback. I don't think Clark Hunt said, let me in the film room. I want to grind. He might he legitimately might have been like, show, explain to me why you like this guy. Which I think, if you're an owner of a team, that's well within your rights. It shouldn't be. Let me sit you down, coach, and let me tell you why I like this quarterback. Yeah. But explain it to me. If I was Clark Hunt, I would, I would sit there and say, hey, Andy Reid, I'm signing your checks. If I get a little a little crash course from you as to why you like Patrick Mahomes, not Mitch Trubisky or whatever, that would be awesome. Uh, and it's just, again, it's an organization that feels functional, and that is not a guarantee. I don't know, I'm not trying to segue us straight into the Super Bowl. we still got some time before that game gets around. Yeah. But you're talking about an organization that feels like it's got some cohesion in it. The Eagles were in the Super Bowl five Super Bowls ago with a different head coach and a different quarterback. Now, head coach is obviously a big—head coach and quarterback are the easiest ways to con- have continued, su- uh, sustained success. But for to be able to do it totally the opposite way without ever really getting bad—it never got bad in Philadelphia. No. They got impatient and tired of Dougie P, and now he's over in Jacksonville having a grand old time. Well, it's Philly. It's Come Philly, on. It, right? It, it, it's Philly. The fact that Andy Reid was there for as long as he was was a miracle, a miracle. Oh, a testament to how good he was. Before we get too far off that little topic, there, that should be the rallying cry for our team 
all of these two weeks is I know it's cordial. I know they like each other. I know Andy has no resentment towards Philly, but they they told your coach to kick right. They they said Andy, we've seen enough. We're gonna go in a different direction at the end of the day, and that should be hopefully a low key motivating factor for our team. I, I think there'll be something there. You fired Andy. The funny thing is, I I was for Chip Kelly. Well, that was which that, is so funny because he's the only horrible. bad head coach they've had in the mix. That, that's true. It was for Chip freaking Kelly. We had one good year. Was it was that first year they have a winning record like ten and I, I thought they something? had that one good year with Chip Kelly. I think you're right. And everyone was like, it caught it them by Nick Foles. It, it, it caught Nick them. Foles and they went like ten and six. I, I think ten and six is is what I'm betting on. Um, did he did he get fired? During year two, or did he get into year three? According to sources within that team, he was making players drug test every day. Um, They had to. It's a college college coach. He was was your prototypical, I'm going to be a college coach in the NFL. Yeah, it didn't work out. They went 10 and 6 both of his first two years. We both get a dub on that, Dylan. And then in year three, he went 6 and 9, which isn't very nice, and got fired. You can't have a bad year in Philly. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl, had one bad year, and they said, you're out. And then the next year, he was the head coach. I, if, was it San if, Fran? If, yes. If yeah. people forget this, I wouldn't blame you. He was the head coach for one year in San Francisco. He went 2-14 and 14 and got canned. No, I remember that one because that was, when, that, even well, that was when he was really trying hard with the Wildcat and, and doing college stuff in the NFL, and teams had wised up to it. Didn't work. How long did the San Francisco tenure last? A year? Or he two? got the full the full year, but it was just the one That's and done. It. Yeah, and then what was it? Tom Sula after that. Jim My Tom goodness. Sula. Ugh. Oh yeah. We're pulling was that the before names, or after baby? Mike Singletary? This is the San Francisco wow. 49ers, man. An absolute class organization hired Chip <laughs> Kelly, and then what was the other guy? I forgot his first name. Jim Tom, Tom Sula. Jim Tom Sula. Oh, you know what? No, they went from Chip Kelly to Kyle Shanahan. So Chip Kelly was the response to Jim Tom Sula, oh, that's right. which was the response to, to Harbaugh, Harbaugh yep. which was the response to Mike uh, Singletary. To Mike Singletary, right? Okay, there we go. So that's the order of operations. They're lucky they got Shanahan. Yeah, it is kind of funny. They're like, oh, if you guys ever want to get rid of him, just wait till ten years when Andy retires, and we'll take him. God, I would. You know how excited that would, that would make me? It'd be incredible. And it'd be such a weird change of pace going from a pass-happy offense to all of a sudden being able to run the football. Just constantly. Just, no just matter who's de- back there. Deadly efficient, too. I, I always love I will You know say- what Kyle Shanahan would look like if he had Patrick Mahomes also? Like, yeah. think about how easy it would be to run the ball when you also— oh. He's made Jimmy G look Dylan, good. Dylan right now is flushed. Yeah. Dylan's over there fanning himself. I was—I've told people I wanted Sean Payton and Sean McVay— Whenever they decide to come back after Andy retires, and I'm hoping that it just kind of coincides. McVeigh might be the one that times out for you. I think that one might time out. For but us. I forgot how high you were on Sean Payton. So, like, do you? Did we say anything unfair? Or uh, I imagine you. I imagine you wouldn't balk at a first round pick, at least for an organization for that's in a place for that us. would make sense. I right. wouldn't. Like, if if let's say the Super Bowl, we win the Super Bowl, and Andy retires, like out of nowhere, and says, "Hey, this is the best way to go out. I want to go home, spend time with Tammy, yada yada." It's time. I would tomorrow trade our first round pick for this year's draft for him to the Broncos. It's like, hey, <laughs> yeah. Denver, let's go ahead. It's yeah. not official yet. No, the same, right? And um, just because of the quarterback, I think that he is a Parcells esque coach where he demands perfection from the players, but he's also 
just enough of a player's coach to where it's not like Belichick. The, you're forgetting something, though. Sean, yeah, Sean Payton doesn't seem miserable to right. me. You're forgetting something. The Chiefs already have a coach of the year winning, winning head coach That's right. Right. on this roster, Play, Matt Nagy, baby. Playoff, playoff coach of the year. Yeah. yeah. Went to the playoffs yeah. with uh, Mitch Trubisky. We, Imagine what he could do with burn, Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. we burn like this big of a spot on his play sheet so he can put BU on there. So we just take out like 10 great plays so he can write BU on the back of his play sheet. Yeah, I, love finding, I, I love finding the things that Dylan cares about too much. Cheers is great. That right there is like a beautiful Easter egg. Because he really got upset by it. He really hates He's, Matt Nagy. He hated the, I didn't, the BU thing. I did not know how bad that bugged you. And it I, didn't bug me, but it's like Do you like Matt on, Nagy? Hold on, new question, Dylan. Do you dislike Matt Nagy? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody shut up. Everybody shut up. Nagy's perfect in an offensive coordinator position. I just think that there's some coaches where when you expand their responsibilities, it kind of dilutes their specialty. I think he's one of them. What if the play sheet said, bug you, Dylan Michaels, on the corner, and it was a shout-out directly to you because he knew how much it bothered you? Yeah. Stock up or stock down for you? Ooh. You're full. You're, you're, you're... Well, he's pandering, so I'd say stock down. Oh. He's pandering to you, Yeah, but it's, it's directly to you, Dylan. I know. If it was, I hate Dylan Michaels, I'd actually probably be like, man, this guy's got some, some grit to him. You know? well, that's it, no, but it says, it says it doesn't say be you anyway. It says bug you. It is a, it is, oh, he's really bug me. Just See, my headset you. is just going in and out. That doesn't sound um, right. No, that can't be so right. So, yes. It, actually, it literally yeah. doesn't sound right, actually. Yeah, no. <laughs> that was pretty good. Let's I'm see. cool with Matt Nagy being the offensive coordinator for, for yeah. once Eric bien and gets the Colts job or something. I'm, I don't know. Fingers crossed and knock on wood. He's, He's got to be better than Jeff Saturday. Gonna, like, literally, like, come on, Jim. Jim, think about it for one second, Jim. Let's take a break. I got to call Jim Ursay. All right, Briss is going to call Jim Ursay. We come back, talk Tom Brady retiring, and someone special made the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Welcome back in. Briscoe still with us. Hello. The big news of the past couple days. No, it's not Sean Payton. No. No, it's not Tom Brady. No. No, it's not the Super Bowl. No. It's Tyler Huntley, baby. Snoop. Making the Pro Bowl. Two touchdown passes. Yeah. 658 yards, which ranks a nice 48th overall in the NFL. Obviously deserving. We also, it's nice to see good good people get get awarded opportunities like that. And I thought he did something really nice um, when he gifted a playoff game to the Bengals that they should have lost. I it's really thoughtful. I don't. Derek Carr, by the way, also um, added to the playoff just, or Pro Bowl. Just go ahead and say it. Why did I say playoff? Because no, he he's not going to be there. there. We, know, we know that. Yeah. Why, why didn't you just go ahead and say the sentence, Sterling? Pro Bowl quarterback Derek Carr. It hurts. Nah, it doesn't. He's fine. Here's one better. Pro Bowl reserve quarterback. Third Derek alternate Carr. Derek Carr. I I just don't understand. I don't even know if it was the third alternate. It could have been more or less than that. I just picked a number that seemed reasonable. The Pro Bowl already has very little meaning 
But it sucks because when you look back on players' careers, yep. as much as we say all pros, that's what really matters, we will still, I almost guarantee it, we'll say, how many Pro Bowls did he go to? Yep. It, it's such a watered-down product. It's, or meaning at least, there's yeah. there's so many people who probably deservingly should make the Pro Bowl yet don't. And now we have Tyler Huntley. Nothing against him, but he's a backup quarterback that played a few games through two touchdown passes, and he's now a Pro Bowler. The the reason that I am not like worked up about it, I guess, is because the worst thing that that happens from it is that guys who aren't terribly deserving get an award they probably shouldn't have. I get the inverse is that it can get used against a guy like Mitchell Schwartz, yeah. who infuriatingly is still at zero, regardless of if you go starter, reserve, backup, any of that. He's a zero on the Pro Bowl list, despite being one of the best right tackles in the history of football. Like, he was a technician out there. And, and like, yeah, that's frustrating because it does get used in things like Hall of Fame um, stat lines and, and legacy conversations. In the very, in the micro, it doesn't bother me one bit. If, if Huntley gets to go to Vegas and have some fun in a flag football game, and play the other games, and he gets to make a little bit more of a name for himself and introduce himself to some some people who may have not been watching Ravens games at the end of the year that didn't have Lamar Jackson in them. Hey, man, cool. I, I kind of wish every NFL player got to go through that experience, right? Like, that would be kind of neat. And also, yeah, of course it really, it, it waters down what it means to say when, when Patrick Mahomes retires as a 25-time Pro Bowler, it's like, well, okay, that's cool, but Tyler Huntley was a four-time Pro Bowler yeah. because the games didn't mean anything anymore. or Even the awards themselves didn't really mean anything anymore. So I, I wonder if there might be an adjustment to that, especially now that there's not even an actual game to be had, that as guys can't go, maybe they, there will be a different category for the alternates, or they might just say, hey, these guys aren't here. Come hang out. Have, right, You're not sure. a Pro Bowler, but you can be available at the Pro Bowl stuff. You can be participating. You can play in the flag football game if you want. Yeah. Hell, I would like to see DeAnthony Thomas. Like, think of that. He'd be incredible in flag football. Yeah, it'd be unreal. Just differentiate between reserve and, and the person that was actually voted at the beginning. We do yeah. first team, second team, all pro. We could right. probably just do... First team, second team, alternate. He was alternate. an alternate pro bowler. That's, that, like, that's still like a kind of pseudo accomplishment, like saying he's an sure, alternate pro absolutely. bowler. He was the top six at his Dog, position. he threw two touchdown passes all no, season right. long. I mean, Huntley like, is like the outlier of all outliers. Well, Derek Carr's on a great one. Here, I, here's a little tinfoil cap theory. Um, are the Ravens, maybe not behind this, but will they use this as maybe leverage or some form of negotiating tactic when trying to make a deal with Lamar Jackson? Like, we have a Pro Bowl backup. So you we know. don't really need you. If they, if if they, they try do that, that, yeah. If they try that, Lamar Jackson should just swivel around in his chair. I agree. And just scoot out, cackling. But the just fact scoot, that, scoot, yeah, scoot, with scoot. the chair, yeah. and, and you know how slow it is. Yeah. They're, trying, they're trying to open the door, and yeah. they don't like, fit right, and you're hitting the... The hinges. I'm just waiting for a Baltimore beat reporter or someone to make that statement. Like, the Ravens are more than happy with just tagging Lamar because of their belief in Snoop Huntley and his Pro Bowl year of backup reserve duties, basically. Like, yeah, I they believe never he threw more it. interceptions than, than touchdowns this year. I think he threw three interceptions and only had two touchdowns. Yeah, that it's a good look, ratio. It's, it's not. It is not a good development. It yeah, is did. a bizarre one. Yeah, he, he threw two touchdown passes in, uh, had three interceptions. That's that's great. Yeah, yeah it's not Deserving. a traditional Pro Bowler yeah. sort of performance. No. Yeah. No. Who would we put in there besides him? 
I was going through that in my Chad head, Henny. and I literally could not. I could not keep straight who has and hasn't been named to it already. Yeah, I I really don't know, yeah. which is sort of also sort of damning. But like, do you know who? You know who Trevor had a better Lawrence, stretch as a backup? Uh, Trevor Lawrence replaced Pat, and right? Then who replaced Josh? Is this is, is Derek this, Carr this, replacing this, Josh Allen? This is so. replacing Josh Allen. In my is is what I saw. And Carr's replacing Burrow. I guess yeah. Damn, you think Joe would want to, you know? First off, Lamar Jackson was probably more deserving than Tyler Huntley too. Who? Who? Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I, sure. You know what? I was about to make that point that but why he, would you not just put Lamar there? Well, because I th- is he still I, hurt or something? I don't. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't. There's no way. Um, I don't think you can be named an alternate and then not play. Right? To is that t- true? Tua has now been cleared from his concussion. They could have had could've him done that. But actually, so he like he was clo- he was a Pro Bowler until he got hurt. Basically, right? he was on a Pro Bowl type track. Right now in the AFC, you probably might not have no. popped those guys. But but it, it, he would be a fine alternate what about if he would have been healthy. Can you pick it? I'm not even kidding. I, this is not me making a joke right why now. Are you making the, why are you making this about you? Russell Wilson was more deserving than Tyler Huntley. Disagree. Yeah, I gotta disagree. That's Bad like tape. the one. I think that's the only player that it was worse. Nope, Zach Wilson. Oh yeah, you're right. Surprisingly, when I did the, the uh, QBR numbers, I I didn't do it at the end of the year. I, I, I that last game from Zach Wilson may have made him worse, but uh, QBR wise, Zach Wilson was actually better than Russell Wilson. Let that one sink in. We we did that. that we did that bit, bit right? here, and it was so. Kenny Pickett is a no for both of you. Yeah, Joe, yeah, Joe, what it. about okay. Joe Flacco? No. What did Joe Flacco no, do? Michael, wait, 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 no. He threw two touchdown passes and three interceptions. We're not having a high standard here. Hold I'm on, old hey, enough th- to remember Sterling Holmes on this show saying that get your bets in and get you know everyone gather around the television because this is the last day you have to bet against Joe Flacco. That was wow. from your mouth one time. Uh, by the way, guys. Did Justin Herbert ever get named into any of the mix? Because he's the next best quarterback in the AFC that we haven't talked wow. about, right? No, guys. Joe Flacco no, had, I don't threw five touchdowns Can I go home? and three interceptions. I don't want to be here anymore. Two he actually and a half makes time. a good point. Like, we should go home. Well, no. Tyler well, Huntley should not have made a, been a Pro Bowler. We all agree That's on my that. point. Like, what, what, Joe Flacco Herbert? was more deserving than Tyler. My, I'm not Why saying Joe Flacco. Herbert? Did Herbert get in? I'm not saying Joe Flacco should be a Pro Bowler. My point is Joe Flacco Sterling, did please stop saying more. that Joe Flacco should have been a Pro Bowler. Joe Flacco's elite. We're getting back on this train. Was he even a Pro Bowler in well, 2012? Justin Herbert's having shoulder surgery. I forgot about that. Oh, so, again, right. I think I think that Tyler Huntley was just like the last AFC quarterback other than Zach Wilson who isn't hurt. To me, I would have done Pickett over Huntley. That's just me, because well, you did, you did Mac Jones. Well, he played the game, right? You so did, I you get did it. Mac yeah. Jones last year. So why would Kenny Pickett be any different? Okay, so Mahomes was the starter. Allen and Burrow were backups. The alternates were Tua, Herbert, and Jackson. Out, out, out. Bailey Zappi was better than uh, Tyler Hunt this year, by the way. I was, it, you know, I was so close to saying Bailey Zappi is a joke, and I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, five touchdowns. Again, same amount of interceptions, three. Higher passer rating and more yards. So I think both of our quarterbacks that we fought over being better might be replaced next year. You Trey Lance, you mean? Trey Lance and Mac yeah. Jones might be replaced. Trey Lance by is a back, baby. Late round. It's t- UCL. He's going to be out a while. I also just would mention, you know who legitimately also was on a closer to Pro Bowl track than some of the other guys we've mentioned so far this year until he got yanked? Whom? Jacoby Brissett. He was playing pretty good football. 
until Deshaun Watson came well, back. Well, wait a like, minute. Here's the here's I, the franchise. How bad is that for the Browns when really Deshaun bad. Watson you give all this money to and yeah. Tyler Huntley beats you out for the alternate Pro Bowl spot? It's it's hilarious. Yeah. It's it's good. I prefer it. Brissett would have would have been worthy, but yeah. I think right. where these are real sliding scale. L- let's here. move on here because I I'd just thought it was to, funny. Trying, yeah. And Bailey Zappi and Joe Flacco again more deserving than Tyler Huntley. Uh, Tom Brady says he's retiring from football for good. He posted a uh, a video that actually looked legitimate. He was believable in it. It feels like he's gone for good. You're smirking over there, so I don't think you believe it. He's retiring from training camp. Trey Lance is going to lose his job to a seventh round pick. But it's not. But it's not Brock Purdy. It's Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. He was a sixth rounder. Ah, yeah, I figured. It was two hundred and something. Two hundred on the dot. Is that right? Late round pick. There you go. Into the sixth. Is that right? It wasn't. The, it was. Was it two hundred? I'm. I'm looking up the draft class. I thought everybody in the NFL media had Tom Brady's draft pick tattooed on their arm. That was me being every. I don't know what every yeah what Tom was Brady that? hater. I don't know. I look, man. I was trying to scroll back through the AFC settings to see if I could uh, standings to see if I could decide if Ryan Tannehill deserved the spot. He's hurt. A hundred and ninety ninth overall. Matt Ryan is one ninety nine. Damn, I should I definitely should know that. Um, Matt Ryan, Pro Bowler, guys. What do you think? Mm, Could have been Davis Mills. Oh, again, more deserving. We're out of quarterbacks than though. Tyler Huntley. Yeah, amazing. Okay, yeah. anyway. So, what are we talking about? Do, do you legitimately think Tom Brady's done? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I I really do think that there is like a world in which Brock Purdy's UCL takes longer to come back from, and trailing it gets hurt in training camp, and Kyle Shanahan's like, Tom, come home, buddy. Tom, listen, we have all the weapons. We got an offensive line. We've got the best defense in football. One more ride. At that point, Jimmy G's coming back. No, no, no. This is this is the Tom Brady phone call. This is the bat signal. Um. I, I imagine that he's actually done, but I think I thought he was done last time. It would be crazy to be the boy who cried retirement multiple times. That would be nuts. Well, Brett Favre did, um, like, what, four? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, why? I mean, look, if if Tom Brady has uh, Brett Favre's retirement in mind, a whole lot of bad stuff still has to happen. <laughs> yeah, just stay away from your uh, multimedia messaging. That's all. And also uh, money allocated for the poorest people of your state, you know, like those kind of things. Brady got really into crypto, man. Hey. Uh, he got really into crypto. I'm nervous about Brady. If we start seeing some Copperfit commercials, we know when uh-huh. to be scared. Yeah. Uh-huh. If those Brady Copperfit commercials All start. of a sudden, Jerry Rice is now out. It's going to be Gronkowski <laughs> and Tom Brady. Oh, my God. Yeah, That's going to happen, it. dude. Somehow, Wes Welker is going to get thrown in the mix. All of this. I think Julian Edelman's too young. I think you yeah. nailed it. I think you nailed it. Whoa. Hey. Do we think Randy Moss ends up in one of those? Because, look, Jerry Rice is too good for Copperfit, right? Yeah. Like, no offense to Copperfit. He's I, too good for Planet Earth. Dante, Cole, exactly Dante Culpepper. I, I, think it's, I, think, I think Brady and Gronk, but, like, ugh, Gronk feels like he should be wearing Copperfit now, right? Like, just because of the state of his body. I mean, it just yeah. seems like he was he, he had he a robot should, arm he should his have whole career. worn it when he played right. football, like, in the league. He, right. he would have been the perfect spokesperson. But but I think you end up waiting, like, five years, or you get, like, a 50-year-old Brady and however old Gronk is now, but five years older, 
out there just running around with a bunch of dudes like Thanksgiving football, except for it's the greatest quarterback, uh, most accomplished quarterback of all time, and, and the second greatest tight end of all time. arming dudes just... By the way, we've talked about commercials so many times on this show. If you don't know what we're talking about, I feel sorry for you. You do. Because you do. You do. You've watched sports. You know what we're talking about. The Copperfield commercials, and it, it always drives me insane that somehow Brett Favre and Jerry Rice are on the same team. It's so unfair. It's so unfair. It's like, so unfair. Not even going to split them up. Just Gotta same team. Guys. Who would you rather have? Let's let's take um let's let's take uh, uh, criminal embezzling allegedly or whatever out of the picture here. Who would if you're you're drafting for? Let's go ahead and make it Brady and uh, and Jerry Rice, so I don't have to pretend that I've got positive things to say about Brett Favre. Um, if you've got Tom Brady and Jerry Rice on your out there playing ball on your Thanksgiving football game, who do you want to be your team captain? Jerry Rice. Now here's why. You just throw him the ball and he's coming down with it. Tom Brady's trying to throw me the rock. It's going to go through and bust my nose. I am not catching the ball. Ellen? I don't care how good of a quarterback you are. I'm not getting extra separation. He can put on the money. I'm breaking some digits. Give me Jerry Rice. Dylan? Hmm. Uh, I think I'll take Tom. Do you want to win, or is it just the the yeah, you play win. with Tom Brady? No, no, we're, 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 there's, there's because it's a receiver's more dependent position. If it's dependent on me, no. My my point is, you're playing with let's just say Bob from accounting. He's not keeping up even with Jerry Rice at this age. Jerry Rice is sixty years old. I, do you think? Do you no, think, no, no, no. I don't think you're covering Jerry look, Rice. Look around here at eight ten. No, no. You're. I'm with you. I'm just telling you how old. I he think is. I could cover Jerry Rice. You're, you could not you cover think Jerry. You could cover sixty year old Jerry Rice. No, I don't think right now I could cover nine hundred year old Jerry Rice. Now, now that, a complete that might sarcastic comment might be able to. I think you probably could. I don't know, man. I wouldn't feel confident about it. What would you choose? You're the deciding factor here because I think because again, if if I'm just gonna throw the ball up. He's going to catch it. Here's here's where I think that you're a little bit off. And I I was leaning towards saying Jerry Rice, but I think I'm going to end up going Brady. It's really close. That's why I asked. I think this is this is a Okay, now a real Juli- tight one. Julius Peppers is now involved and Whoa. he's allowed to tackle. I'll take, <laughs> I I want to be on the guy's team who's allowed to hit. Yeah. Um I don't think that Jerry Rice is getting up necessarily incredibly well at this point. Mm. I think he's getting separation from Bob from accounting, but I don't necessarily think he's going to erase a bad quarterback. I think he's going to be open, and then somebody's throwing the ball at his shoelaces a little more often than I'd like. And look, we're not getting that open in the Thanksgiving football game, but all Tom Brady's going to need is like an arm outstretched, and you're right, he's probably going to break some digits. But I'm willing to put that out there, and I think, I think... You can get just enough if you just follow what he says. He's going to get you open, and mm. and he'll be able to hit a couple of guys. So I think I'm going. I think I'm going quarterback over receiver there. But uh, I I do think sixty year old Jerry Rice would dust every single normal person in America. Yeah. If you if you want to tag us on Twitter and give us your thoughts, Jerry Rice or Tom Brady, I love we should that. do a poll. Yeah. A copper fit poll. Yeah. Uh, JB Briscoe and home stretch KC. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Play this or that. I right. Guess we just this. did. Yeah, that was a good start for it. Yeah. First, this or that. Am I bleeding after I just cut my my upper eye with uh, headphones? 
It doesn't look like it, but I do love a good headphone mismanagement. You smacked your face into the microphone last segment. I didn't even make a big deal out of it. I mean, I'm worried about you, man. You good? Yeah, I'm 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 golden. I, I was sick for a couple of days this week, so I'm still I'm easing my way back into this. Uh what's softer? Charmin Ultra Soft or Bengals fans crying about the refs? I mean, look, Charmin Ultra Soft is pretty soft, but I only wipe my butt with one of them. Just kidding, I'm a bidet guy. Who <laughs> Who has a better O-line, Chiefs or Eagles? Uh, the Eagles. Dude, the Eagles' offensive line is... <laughs> it's the Eagles, and that's no disrespect to the Chiefs. Does the fact that the Eagles have not played a very good QB outside of Rodgers and Trevor Lawrence in a monsoon matter to you? Yeah, a little bit. It just adds a little more context to where their defense is at. I think their offensive line is exactly as advertised. Their defense might be a little bit less than. What is a more annoying accent, Boston or New York? Um... I don't. I think I got a pretty high tolerance for most accents, but also I just sound like this, which I think is just a Midwestern yeah. white guy. Um, so I guess I'll go like, Boston. Like if someone's like, yeah, let's go to Harvard. Yeah, like, I guess or, I would go Boston. Or, or Ake Pernicus. What's going on? What would you say Steve Spagnuolo's accent is? Oh, ooh, that's a good question. Massachusetts. That's more Jersey, more Philly. Uh, that's more. I don't think he's Boston. Uh, I like Spags. Okay. And I like listen. I would listen to Spags read audiobooks. Better shirt slogan, burrowhead my ass or jabroni? Jabroni. Yeah. I think the phrase burrowhead my ass really has some implications to it that I'm not. Ah, yeah. It's just, and not even, I don't know, man. It's, just, it's visceral. Not even implication. It's just a visceral phrase. I, I just love that Travis Kelsey had Mahomes back and they aired oh, that yeah. on TV. Yeah, it was, it was great. great. Uh, Fat Joe or Lil Jon? Um, Lil Jon, personally. Mitochondria is the blank. Powerhouse of the cell, baby. Yes. Glad you still remember that. Scale of 1 to 10, how nervous are you about the following injuries? Juju's knee. Eight and a half. Hardman's pelvis. Six. Tony's ankle or hamstring. Seven and a half. Sneed's concussion. Two. I just think he'll be back. Okay. So of Juju, Hardman, and Tony, do they all three play? Oh, no. One miss, two miss. All miss. I think at least one of them's missing, and maybe both. It's really hard to tell. It's going to be. We got to get through the rest of this week, and we'll, we'll hopefully get a little more info. But I'm I'm just nervous about getting them as healthy as possible. Do we hit every single storyline heading into the Super Bowl by the time this what week and a half is up? No stone will be left unturned. <laughs> which mom or which Kelsey is the mom rooting for? Did, did she say she's rooting for Jason? I'm expecting the split jersey. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping for that. But I felt like there was something about about Jason there. If the Eagles win, does Jason Kelsey walk off into the sunset, retire right then? I don't know, man. I mean, he's got a pretty good podcasting career ahead of him. Yeah. All right. Wendy's or McDonald's fries? Fries? McDonald's. Overall, Wendy's, McDonald's. Probably Wendy's, but I don't feel as strongly about it. Better commercial, Whopper, 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 anything from McDonald's or anything from Wendy's. Whopper, 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 Whopper. We're out on that note. Sterling? You rule.